0: Welcome. SCI Care What Really Matters is now a weekly fixture for our ISCOS members, audience, and beyond. With this podcast series, we aim to engage with our members and entice non members to join our conversation while sharing the insights and experiences of experts from the field of SCI Care from all over the world. Each week, we'll complement our weekly podcast episodes with a bonus track edition featuring a guest from a special interest group to add to our weekly discussion. So welcome to SCI Care, What Really Matters Bite Size. This week we published our seventh episode of our podcast series with a lively and insightful discussion with Professor Stanley Dushan and Dr. Jane Duff on overcoming adversity after spinal cord injury, a positive psychology perspective. To follow on from this discussion, We pose the following question to our guest today, Dr. Susan Charlie pugh from Quality of Life Special Interest Group. How does psychological health affect the quality of life of persons with spinal cord injury? What are the other factors which have an impact on the quality of life of such individuals? doctor Charlie Charley-Pugh is co-principal investigator of the SCI model system at Craig Hospital. She has coordinated several SCI research clinical trials. She is the principal investigator for both NIDI LRR, Craig H. Nielsen Foundation, and Department of Defense SCI grants. In 2016, she was awarded the Society Medal from ISCOS for her outstanding contribution to the prevention as well as rehabilitation of spinal cord injury and related research. Here is what Susie has to say.
1: Well, it's very difficult to separate out psychological health from all the other factors because quality of life is made up of so many things in our lives. It's our physical health, it's our emotional well-being, in addition to how we view ourselves psychologically. Now, keep in mind I'm not a psychologist, so I'm giving you a sociologist viewpoint. I think the other important thing for quality of life and we are certainly seeing this now, Is social health. I think we probably have all experienced a bit of a decline or a change in our perceived quality of life due to the social isolation many of us are having to experience. And when you think about people with spinal cord injuries, they're often socially isolated, at least in the early stages of their injury while they're in hospital getting rehabilitation. They may be separated from their friends and families. But once they return home, they experience tremendous changes. Former friends may have dropped off the face of the earth for them. They have to establish new friendships, new linkages. So their social health is just as important as their perceived psychological health. There have been many studies that have looked at quality of life in people with spinal cord injury. And one interesting factor that we found in one of our studies on aging with spinal cord injury is that while physical health tended to decline over the years, which would be expected, And sometimes other aspects of health might have declined. Quality of life did seem to be fairly stable in the later years. And we think that might be a factor of people having adapted their lives so they're not engaging in activities that would be difficult or pose barriers and therefore negatively impact their quality of life they may have reset their priorities. They may find that other things are more important in their lives now that they're older. I think that's true for any aging individual, but for spinal cord injury in particular. Um, so quality of life isn't necessarily on the same declining trajectory as physical health would be as people age. Early on, immediately after the injury, and when people first return home, we do find the quality of life can be pretty variable. Some people just have a really hard time adjusting. We find that there's kind of a critical stage in that first six months to a year after people return home. A lot of that will depend on how long their period of rehabilitation might have been. At least in the United States, rehabilitation is very, very short. In some cases, it may be as short as 20 to 30 days in hospital before people are sent home. That's pretty tough. People haven't even adjusted to their physical changes from the injury, much less getting their heads around what their quality of life might be now that they have these massive physical changes. Quality of life is affected by so many different factors. We can't just separate out the psychological aspect from anything else. One of my key areas of interest has been studying family members, family caregivers of people with spinal cord injury. And even when a person isn't providing direct hands-on care, they may not be helping out with bowel and bladder management. They may not have to be involved with transfers and things like that. But just living with someone with a spinal cord injury can be stressful on the family. And as we all know, a spinal cord injury doesn't just affect the person with the injury. It affects the entire family and it affects the community if it's a small, tight-knit community. family members sometimes feel guilt. They feel anger. They suffer some injuries of their own if they are having to do some heavy physical work, such as transfers or lifting wheelchairs into vehicles and things like that. That difficulty that the family members have can very easily reflect back to the person with the spinal cord injury and vice versa. Basically, a happy couple together is probably going to do much better than when one or the other is distressed or upset. We are looking at ways to intervene with both the person with spinal cord injury and their family caregivers. We've developed some programs that help people develop self-efficacy skills and help them learn to cope with some of the negatives and view things in a more positive way. It's based on positive psychology principles. We're doing that for people with spinal cord injury as well as for their family caregivers. And we are still analyzing some of those results, so I can't really tell you about that at the moment. But the trends are that this six-week course of developing self-efficacy skills can make improvements in people, both the caregivers and the people with spinal cord injury. Caregivers tend to neglect their own health and their own needs because they feel very obligated and invested in ensuring that their loved one with a spinal cord injury is doing well. We also find that it's difficult for family caregivers to relinquish some of their duties to hired assistance. Hired assistants can be kind of inconsistent, um, can be variable. They may not have all the training that they need, and family members often feel that they can do it better, but it does take an emotional and physical toll on them at times, and that can reflect back on the person with the spinal cord injury. It's imperative that we keep the caregivers healthy and happy and able to do what they need to do, because if their health fails... The health of their loved one with spinal cord injury is also likely to fail. And we don't wanna see people with spinal cord injuries end up in residential settings like nursing homes or long-term care facilities. If we don't have to, it's best for people to be back home with their families, with their community. And so we are trying to do what we can. I think everybody in rehab tries to do what we can to maximize the potential of somebody returning back to their life as it was before the injury as closely as possible. So I think the main point that I would like to emphasize is that while the physical rehabilitation aspects of helping a person with spinal cord injury learn to live with their injury and learn new techniques for doing things, it's equally important and possibly even more important to address their emotional and psychological and social needs. During rehabilitation, people may not be ready to hear it yet. They may think everything's fine. They won't know what to expect when they go home. But we at least need to introduce the concept that their quality of life hinges on a variety of factors, including the health and well-being of their family members. When we can involve family during rehabilitation as much as possible, it's always a benefit for everybody in the family. When we can bring people back into their communities while they're in the rehabilitation program, do outings to the community or do things where they are refamiliarizing themselves with their life as it was before the injury. That can always be beneficial, but we can't neglect their emotional and psychological and social health. In addition, we need to obviously focus on the physical skills that they need to have transfer training, managing bowel, bladder, skin, respiratory issues. But we have to also balance this very well with their perceived quality of life as it is during rehab and as it will potentially be once they return home.
0: I do hope you have enjoyed the fourth episode of our bite size episode. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Susan Few, for her time and excellent insights on quality of life of people with spinal cord injuries and the factors that affect their psychological health. Susie emphasized that it is not only psychological, but also physical, emotional, and social health which influence quality of life of persons with spinal cord injuries. There has been a decline in perceived quality of life due to social isolation, especially in early stages of SCI. Even though physical health of persons with SCI declines with age, quality of life may remain stable since they have adapted their lives and reset priorities. Family caregivers face a lot of psychological stress and this can reflect back on persons with SCI. Though physical rehabilitation is important for an optimum quality of life, it is equally important to address emotional, psychological as well as social needs and the health of family members. I, Dr. Chabra, have been your host. Thank you for listening. We have all the relevant links discussed in this episode in our show notes. We also have information on how to register for our virtual conference taking place this September. Please do take a look. Until then, please do subscribe and we look forward to bringing you more on SCI care what really matters.